episode of fade us one day late but i know we got the whole gang back together healthy now with you as always myself the square and we got my co-host the godfather frankie overs and johnny parlays now fellas i know was not a terrible week wasn't a great week started six and five I had an awesome week well yeah i know you did start three and oh so congrats you guys to you stink. Yeah, i had a hard, <laughs> heartbreaking weekend Come yeah on. so we'll we'll run through them godfather you went three and oh start us off let us let us let you gloat. In well, front of us. Uh, I gave you guys a couple of uh, XFL picks that hit. Uh, you know, Landry Jones didn't come out slinging it like I thought he would, but they got the dub. Uh, I gave you St. Louis plus eight. They didn't uh, win it outright like I thought they would, but they kept it close. Gave you the plus eight there. And I uh, gave a men's basketball pick, uh, Bowling Green, uh, upsetting Ball State, even though I'm not sure why Ball State was favored in that anyway. Uh, pretty good payout on that. I think it was plus 180 when I got it. Uh, so pretty good start. Now I will say um, I gave a free pick out on the old Twitter yesterday, if any of you actually follow us on Twitter, um, which is the Pittsburgh Penguins minus one and a half against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Penguins had a stretch where they were just unloading on other people, uh, including the Leafs in their last two games. Uh, about halfway through the game right now, and Toronto's up one nothing with a man advantage as we're talking right now. Oh, and a big save by Matt Murray there. All right, keeping them in there. So the Pens essentially have to score three goals in the next uh, 30 minutes for that one to hit. So right now I'm 3-0, and but uh, those were official picks on the podcast. If I lose this hockey one tonight, uh, uh, it, it it doesn't count. So yeah, I'm three and zero right now. Yeah, we won't count that one. Now, Frankie, I know you had a couple absolute heartbreakers during the the All Star oh, festivities. I did. So Saturday night um, was just so tough. So uh, Devin Booker gets substituted into the three point competition like two days before because Dame Lillard's hurt, um, and then he gets plus like six hundred odds to win this thing. So I hammer that. Um, cause he's Devin Booker. He's one of the best shooters in the league. Uh, he has 27 in the first round and then 26 in the second round looks like easy. And then buddy healed wins the whole thing on his very last shot. Those stupid fucking mountain dew balls or whatever. Um, that was just terrible. Um, and then right before that, or I mean, right after that, um, Aaron Gordon gets robbed again. Um, this man jumped over Taco Fall. He's eight feet tall. Eight <laughs> feet tall. Like, are you kidding me? And I, I don't get it. He got is he got, is he officially <laughs> is he officially taller than Yao Ming? He's seven. Yeah, he's like seven, seven five. five. Oh my god, <laughs> massive human being. Uh, and Aaron Gordon had four fifties before that, and they gave him forty seven. <laughs> he jumped over Taco fucking Fall. Oh, that was just terrible. So. Sunday, I just hammered the all-star over, you know, Frankie Overs had to do it. And thank God that that hit um, the new rule. So basically, uh, what, whoever's leading after the third quarter, they just uh, you add 24 points and that's the target score. Um, so good thing Giannis is like the worst all-star GM, apparently, of all time. Um, <laughs> and cause team, team LeBron just kind of took that thing over down the stretch. They had all the closers. Um, so that, that over kind of narrowly squeaked by, um, but kind of in the future with these, you're, uh, you're, you're really going to be comfortable if the first half is a bunch of points. Cause if, if, if the winning team only has to score 24 points in that fourth quarter, that's not great for any type of over in an all-star game. Um, but yeah, one and two weekend should have been three and oh, me and the Godfather should have been fucking popping champagne this weekend, but, uh, rough week for Frankie overs, but you know, the over hit, so I'm okay. Even worse for for Johnny Parlays. I know the, oh, the bad zero and two yeah. start for you. 
Yeah, 0-2 on the parlay. Um, in classic fashion with the majority of the parlays I place, uh, first two games lost, uh, the last two hit. Uh, so that was a bit of a – that was just it, – it's honestly at this point I'm kind of numb to it. It just – it usually happens to me a lot. And then uh, I had MSU minus six, um, up seven with, two, oh, with three minutes to go, blew that. Uh, being there live for the game was especially tough. Um, so yeah, not a great start for me. Um, unfortunately, uh, I have, uh, I have had a nice start to the week. Uh, but, uh, the big main event pick we had last week on the Daytona 500, uh, which I will say as a podcast, very, very happy to see. Ryan Newman is okay. Uh, those of you that watched it or even saw highlights of it, um, definitely I was – I don't know about you guys, but it was uh, it was up there. I said it in a group message. It was up there in the same category uh, as the uh, Kevin Ware injury, Ooh. the guard from Louisville. Agreed. Uh, just I was – I don't your thought. I guess your guys' thoughts on it. I've never seen anything like that in terms of NASCAR ever, but uh, – my NASCAR picks didn't hit either, but I guess the bigger thing to just be happy about is that Ryan Newman's okay. Um, I'll, I'll say that. I'll echo that with the Kevin Ware. I mean, I almost think it was worse because at least when we saw Kevin, I mean, he was coherent and everything after Ryan Newman's crash. I mean, we just didn't know anything uh, for you know a couple hours there until there was an official statement that came out that – uh, he was alert and everything, so a really, really scary time. Well, obviously, we're very glad. It uh, doesn't matter what sport it is, you know, anytime someone, any injury like that or any tragic, you know, happenings like that, uh, it, it's always good to see that they come out all right, and no one wants to see anyone get seriously hurt like that. Uh, I'll also say um, my pick, uh, that was kind of a joke um, for the Daytona 500. Uh, <laughs> first of all, um, I'd like to apologize because I had no idea that uh, Dick Trickle was uh, not no longer with us. Um, I also had no idea about the circumstances surrounding his death. Uh, so I would like to apologize to all of all the friends and family and fans of Dick Trickle. Uh, didn't mean to offend anyone by that. I was just trying to make some jokes. And I mean, it was still kind of funny, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying not to laugh over here right now, but <laughs> but first, I, can, I will can, say, can I also bring this up? What a tragedy it must have been for all the fans at Daytona who went there for the you know they were probably partying the whole week and then waiting waiting for the race on Sunday, and I mean then for it to get delayed <laughs> until Monday. Like, can you imagine spending thousands of dollars to get wrecked at the infield of the Daytona 500 and it gets postponed? Like, imagine going to work the next day as a janitor at the truck stop in Huntsville, Alabama, <laughs> and your friend says, hey, Cletus, how's the race? And you have to say, they didn't go making left turns more than six miles, goddammit! <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I, you, you see, you say that kind of wrecks everything I was about to say, because I think, like, for a lot of non-NASCAR fans, you guys at least got into it a little bit, especially at the end of the race. And was uh, texting us about all the chaos that was ensuing. Um, being a fan for you know a long time, as I had mentioned last week, that was one of the best uh, restrictor plate races I had seen in a really long time. A lot of lead changes, a lot of back and forth. Um, we got the wrecks toward the end. Obviously, the Ryan Newman incident was was horrifying. Probably the worst wreck I've ever seen in my whole life. Thank God he's okay. But, you know, that kind of overshadowed a great race that we saw. My pick I gave out, Ryan Blaney. I think I gave him out at plus 1,400. Then he went ahead and wrecked his primary car in the duels, had to go to a backup car. Came, what, a couple hundredths of a second away from winning the race. So that that hurt, even though, you know, I went back on my bet and I bet Clint Boyer, who wrecked himself with like eight laps to go. So, there you go. That's my luck right there. And they, it just continued into the weekend. While I did go two and one, um, I had Baylor, West Virginia under 130, was at 129. I had the Wright State IUPUI over 156. Wright State scored 106 by themselves. That was easy. The only one of the picks I gave out that I actually did bet was Dayton minus 13 and a half. And they were up 15 at the under four timeout and blew it. So, of course, in true fade us and myself luck, fashion the only game that i bet i lost and the other two that i gave out 
I didn't bet and they won. So just, just a little something for, for everybody. I wish you could see the inner workings of my brain on Saturday morning before I place these bets. So you could really know which ones to fade and which ones to tail, because that would definitely help you out quite a bit. Verbal meme, the Charlie Kelly pointing in the mailroom to all the different connecting. You've seen always sunny. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. I was almost, that's a good one. I was almost thinking that episode, uh, that episode of SpongeBob where just his brain is on fire and everyone's there. And you know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. 100, 100%, 100% me. So no, it was, it was a, a good weekend overall, I guess. We had we had some some good back and forth banter with it. Decent week could have been a lot better. We'll try to do better this week. Obviously, we'll give you our picks at the end of the episode. You guys know the format from last time. We'll do picks at the end. We're gonna ha- kind of have one discussion point here in the middle to go on. And you know, last week we talked about bookie versus you know online engine or anything like that. So this week, since we kind of got like the initial getting into betting out of the way, I, I figured we'd go into, you know, how do you actually place a bet? Because there's a lot of different ways you could do it. You can just blindly say, hey, I'm going to bet this. You could do, you know, a decent amount of research. You could do way too much research. You could break out uh, your abacus and start doing calculus. There's all kinds of stuff that you can do. So, Godfather, since you're hot right now, you're 3-0, and what, what goes into it for you when you look at a game and you're making a pick? Well, um, a magician, you know, never reveals his tricks. Uh, thankfully, I am not one because right now the Penguins are Neither, down. None of, yeah, none They're of us done, are. Well, the Penguins are down 3 nothing right now. Um, like I said, that's not an official pick, so you, you can't take that. Um, I'm still 3-0. and um, Anyway, I mean, a lot of it has to do with – I actually have to watch the game. Um, you know, when I really first started out, I was, you know, pulling the lever on everything, just betting on games like I would never watch in my life. Uh, now when I'm making bets, it's typically I'm going to throw a lot more money on games. I'm actually going to watch, uh, just because it makes it so much more exciting to be the fan watching it. Um, in making like, you know, really statistically sound picks, uh, I have this model, uh, I've been using in football for a little while, uh, to go on totals. Now I know if you, you've actually taken these picks seriously, you're probably wondering I haven't given out a football total yet and I won't be tonight. Um, I have this little uh, mathematical system I use uh, for, you know, looking at the over and unders. Uh, I like to see about three weeks of a season go by before I start using it. I need, you know, a little bit more data to go off of. Uh, So, you know, after this week of the XFL, uh, look for me next week. I might have some bets on the totals that you guys might want to look into because that mathematical system that I use works about 35% of the time. Um, So, you know, uh, you'll definitely be raking in some money once I start working that mathematical model a little bit more. Now, one thing I wanted to bring up for 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 Johnny, mm-hmm. how tough is it betting on a team that you are of a school that you attend and you're so passionate about? Because don't do it. Don't do it. For the rest of us, when we were in college, all of our teams sucked or at least weren't as high profile as your team is. Mm-hmm. So what, what is that like when you go into betting on a team, uh, especially one where you're very, very connected to the basketball program there? Yeah, so um, obviously if you haven't gotten the hint of where I go to school. Uh, I think you mentioned it last week. Yeah, I may have mentioned it. It's Michigan State. And uh, one thing I've learned, I, I, I didn't really get into hardcore gambling until – probably late my freshman year and then unfortunately have fallen into this wormhole that I can't get out of but um I've learned so far you gotta I've kind of I've learned to pick my spots of when I do want to bet on them because I mean in the in the scenario that I'm in it's either a double positive or a double negative and it's like oh you know if I win I win money but if losing a dumb amount of money for example Last year in the final against Texas Tech, um, I had consumed some beverages and was feeling rather confident about this is, uh, the team. Uh, three triple triple digits down on the game. Unfortunately, they lost. Thing that I've kind of had to remind myself of is that I I, I can't really take 
uh, th- there's an emotional toll of them losing the game. But then also, <laughs> as a college student, I, I really can't I can't afford to place a dumb amount of money on my school's team that end up harming maybe the grocery list later in the week or a bar tab if I'm going out later that night. So, I mean, it's, it's been kind of challenging, honestly, just because there's some games where I'm like, oh, you know, if we're an underdog and I'm feeling confident about it, I want to throw on it. But yet again, I have to be mindful that if they lose, and I usually with uh, my teams, I don't, my minimum bet on everything is usually $10. But if I'm feeling really confident about something and it pertains to my school, it's it usually the minimum bet I usually place is around 40. And as a college student, not working that much, it's, it's something that's a very, it's a very big risk for me. Obviously, um, as some of you guys in here, you guys got uh, more of a stable income. So maybe that isn't as much of a hindrance uh, to anything else, but it's definitely a challenge uh, early on in college. I struggled with just gambling on everything, uh, but I've definitely gotten better at it, but it's still, it's, it's still extremely challenging for me. Now, Frankie, I know since we used to work together and I was, I guess your advisor for a little that while, I, I didn't, I didn't have the, uh, the money to, to start throwing down bets, but you went ahead and did that for both of us. We kind of have a similar method, I believe, and how we look at games or how we pick games. So I, I want to say it's, uh, it, it's not exactly in-depth, but it, I guess it's a combination of a lot of things. It has to do with, you know, some of this stuff is just completely random. Some of the stuff is, oh, this team has this one player. We're going to bet on that one player. Some of it has some research involved. Is there – is there a way you could sum up kind of the way that we do it? Because I do feel like we're pretty similar. Yeah, um, I'll do the best that I can. So uh, I guess personally, I, I really just – there are there's some teams and, like you said, players where um, if I just kind of glance at the number that I see on a line, I'm just like, oh, yeah, fucking hammer. Easy. Don't even have to look at it again, right? Like if it's a Bucks minus 12 on the road at Detroit, yeah, I don't really care. They're not going to lose. They're not going to win that game by less than 10. Um, uh but then, uh, but then, like you also said, uh, some, some, sometimes we'll see a number where we're like, wait, like, why in the world is this the number? So we kind of have to, um, we kind of have to dig into um, what we think are our smart analytics, right? So um, in the NFL, it's a little different for me because um, I'm terrible at my NFL picks, so I really kind of rely on outside information from. Uh, from well, you guys and um, just kind of other sources, um, but in the NBA, I really kind of I like to tend to look at like your last like three game sample size. Um, the NBA is so trendy now, um, right? Like I'm looking to see if you played like multiple games on the road in the last three or four games, or if you've scored over 110 in the last two or three games. Um, Right. Or did you just lose like at like to Sacramento at home? Like you're probably going to win that next game. Um, so uh, it, to me, it's it, it, it really kind of uh, I'd say a lot of it is a lot of just kind of, um, you know, that that number looks pretty good. That, sh- that should probably be OK. Um, and then uh, and then I'll send that to you and you'll be like, no, that that's not going to hit. I do. I don't agree with that at all. Um, but I, uh, I I don't know if that kind of uh, summed up the way that you kind of looked at it square. So um, if you kind of wanted to fill us in. Yeah, that's kind of a, a combination of everything you said. First, before we get going anywhere, obviously, we're we are recording this the night before. Uh, I just want to go ahead and take a moment to say I fucking hate. Luca Garza at Iowa. Uh, Iowa um, minus three. Thank you very much. That mouth-breathing loser. Yeah, I think he just did the big balls celebration after making a layup <laughs> over some dude at Ohio which, State. Which, if you're, yeah. if you're a big guy, I don't think you have the right to do that. I agree. Your only move is like a drop step. Like, if you're, hitting, if you're stepping out and hitting threes, like, that's one thing. But, oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've also watched him. I've watched him clank a three and get his shit absolutely packed since we started recording this too. So I just want to go ahead and say fuck you, Luca Garza, before we go any further. Speaking of big men just taking over games, um, I can no longer give out uh, sixth grade CYO picks uh, as a conflict of interest. Uh, 
I've been asked to come in as an assistant coach for one of the teams. And last night scrimmaging, uh, I was wrecking some people. So, um, you know, I know what it feels like to be a big man on the court sometimes. Well, based on some film footage, you could use some work on uh, some layups. Just the left hand. Just, yeah, the left, a, just, left hand just, just a little layup line would do you some good. Yeah, I, I think so. But but back to picks, yeah, I, <laughs> Frankie, Frankie, <laughs> Frankie, I do agree with you. I, it's kind of a combination of a lot of things. Like for for the basketball season, it's been a lot different for me because I've been terrible with NBA, so I haven't really bet it at all. Like during football season, I watch so much football. Right. I'll watch almost every single or be tuned in because of fantasy somehow to almost every single NFL right. game. So I have a, a very I guess, readily memory bank of a lot of information that I've seen over the past few weeks for NFL. So it's not as much research as a lot of recall for me. Same with college football. You know, I'm flipping through four, five, six different noon games, same at three o'clock, same at five o'clock, same at 10, seven, whatever. Like I'm, I'm my card on Saturdays is 20 to 30 bets. So I, I, during those times, I really will bet a lot of the stuff that I'm, that I've consumed a lot of. I'm very, tuned in on there's not a lot of looking up like i said it's a lot of recall now college basketball i'm betting on some obscure shit and i think that's because i'm not watching as much i feel the need that i like over researching at times so some of the games and some of the teams like i bet on hartford this year uh right state is my team right now there are weird teams that i'm betting on and i think it's because i'm doing a lot more research on those teams and whether that's like you said oh i've looked at right state you know, the last four or five games of total has been Let's anywhere from go. 145. MSU, there you go. Something good just happened. Uh, you know, the right state over has been 145 to 155 in the past four games. And, you know, they're averaging 87 points a game. I'm fairly confident in betting something like that. But at the same time, I might just say, oh, right. Or uh, I might just look at a team and say, you know, Baylor good defense i'll take the under so it, i guess it's a combination of a lot of things also like zion just came back for the pelicans yep. the pelicans have been really hot it's like zion pelicans hammer them the over two because they don't play any defense so it, i guess it's a combination of a lot of things but some of the some of the methods that we've used like the godfather your math over under method in the nfl it just freaks me out a little bit like i need to, <laughs> I need to get my calculator out because i don't know what you're doing big, and you know the the, the conflicts of guy. interest yeah the conflicts of interest that we have like like johnny has over there at msu <laughs> just well, some interesting well, dynamics that we have to deal with when we're making picks and it sounds like johnny also has to deal with uh, some noise on the in the dorms while he's recording i mean it sounds like a pretty exciting msu game uh you know, I can imagine that just the atmosphere, you know, actually being there and making these picks has got to be pretty fun as well. But you don't want to get into a situation where you're just gambling on something that has no way of hitting just because it's fun and you're there. Because uh, Square, I think you and I can attest to that. The uh, one college football game you and I went to this fall where we were just sitting at a bar beforehand, just absolutely demolishing beers and just making bets on games that we had no yes, idea. What and you know what? I, and we I both lost I'm, at least three figures in like the span of four hours. I will say another thing. Alcohol plays a heavy, heavy. role for me now. <laughs> heavy. Like I've been drinking. Like I went to a Lake Erie Monsters game earlier this year or whatever it's called. I live bet Kansas State against Texas like four times because <laughs> I was drinking Elvis juice. It's not my fault. It's the brewery's fault. I was not in the right mindset to be making bets. Uh, but as stupid as that sounds, it definitely plays a role. Like you said, the game we went to, I bet both spread and money line on a team that was 17 and a half point underdogs. Why I did that, I don't know. I was drinking too much. I think that was the reason. But uh, as dumb as that sounds, I think you know that social aspect and, and alcohol can play a, way, uh, a role in how I, how I place bets as well. Alcohol can uh, alter the way you make picks. You can't alter numbers. Correct. Numbers never lie. Numbers yep, never lie. <laughs> no, one, one, one thing I did want to hit on, and I know, Frank, you touched on this, is the uh, why is this line the way it is? You know, you look, you see, like earlier this year, I think Baylor was like two and a half point underdogs on the road to an unranked Florida team. And Baylor was number one in the country. 
some of these times you look at the line and you go, this line makes no sense, so I have to bet right. Florida. Sometimes you look at the line and go, this makes no sense. I'm betting on the number one team in the country, even though they're on the road. And uh, Johnny, you may have uh, some more input on this since you've been doing this for a little bit longer than we are. When you see those lines, what do you think or, or what is your inclination to bet on something like that? In regards to a ranked team on the road? Or, or, or just the, the lines that you look at and you say, this line makes no sense. Which way do you, do you bet with the, the, the way the line's favoring? Or mm-hmm. do you bet with, you know, this team should not be an underdog. I'm going to bet with Or that do you team. stay away completely? Um, or do you stay away completely? So it kind of depends on the game. Uh, kind of as uh, the square said, we're entering into a really dangerous time. Mm. Uh, with the obscure picks, uh, conference tournaments, I will hammer the hell out of having not watched a single minute of some conferences. Uh, but a rule that me and a couple of my other gambling friends have uh, associates, if a line, uh, yeah, <laughs> a, if a line doesn't make any sense, you uh, you have to bet it. Just I feel I the mean, same way. If you don't hit it, if you don't bet it and it does hit, you're like, well, damn. They're like, then that, well, like, that makes sense maybe why they thought that way. But usually if a line doesn't make sense, I tend to stay away from it if it's um, a conference or a game that I don't really uh, look at much. Like the NBA, for example, I don't really dabble much in simply because I don't watch – it doesn't help that uh, the professional team I root for sucks, so there's not much reason to. But if it's more so about getting a good feel for it, like if I can, if I can for college example, if it's like an ACC line where North Carolina is only like a five point dog to Duke, for example, like I that spread was a, a lot higher than I thought it would be considering a rivalry game. I hit North Carolina plus the points because I figured. There's a there's some more layers to this than maybe what the uh, newer or amateur gambler would see. So the obscure lines, I definitely would tend to stay away from. But if it's more of a high profile game, then as uh, Frankie commented on, then I'm definitely gonna hit on it. Another thing I'd like to mention real quick. Um, I'm also like I'm a, kind of like a bulk better, right? So my cards are usually pretty big, so. I'm not I'm not I can't do tons and tons of statistical research on on nine out of nine games. Right. So some of those you'll just be kind of going down and you like them right away. And um, you just you just think that that kind of saves you a little bit of time. So that's just um, that, that that's also me just being lazy and um, having an addiction. But that's OK. You know, and one, one last thing I wanted to bring up is do do any of you pay attention to where the money is at? Um, do you see where late money's coming in or do you see where, uh, a lot of the money is going? Do you pay attention to anything like that? Any of the sharps, anything out there like that? Or do you think that you're smarter than them? Because I always think I'm smarter much, much smarter. I always oh, think oh, I know oh, what's going oh, on. Oh, yeah. Gee, oh, definitely much smarter, smarter than them. World yeah. smarter. Yeah. Yeah. Sharps don't know anything. So, you know, you would you're talking think to four sharps that, right here. Yeah. Yeah. You would think is, that we, we would think we're smarter, <laughs> and then it turns out think... that the money was correct all along. Hundred percent <laughs> correct, <laughs> and and we're just always you think wrong. We would listen to them. That's why we end up with a podcast called Fade Us because we're just wrong most of the time. <laughs> exactly. So another interesting dynamic to look at. But uh, we're gonna move into the third part or third section, I guess, of this pod, our picks for this weekend. Godfather, we're just going to kick it to you. You know, you're leading us off. You're hot right now. Three give and O. Oh. Um, yes, <laughs> give us those XFL picks this weekend. Real quick, before you give us the XFL picks, I did watch my first XFL action hey, how is it? this past Which weekend. Which game you have? It was, it was hilarious. So <laughs> I watched the, the Seattle game. Okay. I saw two of the worst interceptions and they both were returned for touchdowns i have ever seen in my entire life the one i could have thrown it was just a hilarious awful throw and then the other one was 
a screen pass on the goal line that got picked off by a defensive end. I loved it. I, I'm all dude, in on the dude, XFL. There's now. just like every single play, <laughs> something hilarious could happen because these guys and something hilarious because will these happen. guys. I mean, they're obviously much more skilled athletes than we are, but everything is just so sloppy. <laughs> Drop balls, fumbles all the time. I saw one fumble. It had to have popped like 50 feet in the air. It's just comical. It is great entertainment, and it's a lot of fun. Um, my favorite game last week was Dallas versus uh, Los Angeles, and, and Winston Moss, Los Angeles' coach, who after week one fired his defensive coordinator at one point in the game, was just sitting on the bench behind the team with his arms like laid out, his legs crossed, just like relaxing, chilling while he's calling plays. Gotta love the league, Gotta the love league is just hilarious. Anyway, uh, I'm see. I'm not totally sold yet on uh, Landry Jones and Dallas, but they're um, they're going against the Seattle Sea Dra- or Dragons, Seattle Dragons. But it looks like Sea Dragons, whatever they are. Uh, they're minus four at the Sea Dragons, uh, and that's uh, at I think it's or whatever it is now up in Seattle, the twelfth man. Uh, could be a little bit of a hostile environment going in as long as Seattle can get enough fans there. Like I said, I'm not totally sold on Landry Jones yet, but I'm going to give him one more week, see what he can do, and I'm going to take Dallas minus four against the Dragons. Uh, that game's the first one on Saturday, I believe. And then the second one, Sunday, I mean, Seattle, uh, St. Louis, they didn't get it done last week as far as uh, the outright win. They did. Uh, give me the pick I gave of plus eight and won it. Um, they are minus 10 at home against Houston. And this is going to be the first professional football game back in the dome in St. Louis since the Rams abandoned the city. They're expecting a sold out crowd at the dome this weekend. St. Louis is minus 10. They have the front runner for the XFL MVP and this Tamu kid. I mean, he's, he's unreal. He right now is second in passing and third and rushing overall in the league. So, I mean, he's he's just running, passing. He's getting everything done. I'm going to take St. Louis minus 10 over a struggling New York team. Um, I think uh, whatever it is now, the Raymond Jones Dome or whatever it's called, it's going to be popping. Uh, that's going to be the place to be. Uh, it's going to be a fun atmosphere for those guys to go get it done. So, like I said, with the XFL, Saturday I got Dallas minus 4. Sunday I got St. Louis minus 10. Uh, and then to switch it up a little bit, I got a guest pick from a buddy of mine, the Russian Bear. He's a he's very big into betting Continental Hockey League games. That's the domestic league in Russia and the surrounding countries. Uh, the Russian Bear likes walking around the city, just uh, you know, drinking room temperature uh, vodka, wearing Adidas tracksuits from the 1980s, uh, and speaking with a thick accent. He told me that CSKA Moscow uh, minus one and a half over Diano Minsk from uh, Minsk, Belarus. Take CSKA Moscow. Uh, historically in the KHL, that's been the best team. Uh, that's a team that used to double as the Russian national team from all of those Olympic runs. So, I mean, having absolutely no knowledge about KHL hockey, I think CSKA Moscow minus one and a half over in the KHL playoffs is the way to go. So I'm going to thank the Russian bear for when that pick hits uh, tomorrow. Uh, I believe that game's on, on it Friday. So right after this episode airs, get on the old uh, bookie engine, whatever, whichever one you use and take CSKA Moscow minus one and a half. I might have to bet that. Solely because of the nickname, the Russian. Shout out the bear. I, I love it. Uh, Frankie, what are you looking at this week? All right. I have, uh, I have four picks for you guys um, for Friday. Um, I don't have any, uh, I don't have any lines uh, for Saturday, but I have a couple of leans there as well, but we won't count those against my record, but I have four for, uh, for tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night game. So we can, uh, so we can use those. Uh, the first one I have is wizards minus four and a half. Um, at home against uh, the dumpster fire Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Washington actually has like a top 13 offense in the league, surprisingly, because um, they stink. Um, but Bradley Beal got snubbed in the All-Star game, so they'll probably light up the Cavs at home. Um, so four and a half seems a little bit low for me. Um, I have the Mavericks minus three and a half on the road in Orlando. 
Um, everyone's back healthy. Luca's healthy for uh, for Dallas. Um, but this is all about the Magic. They're seven and tw- seven and fourteen against the West this year. That's awful, and they're only scoring like a hundred points a game in those games. So, um, so I'll take the Mavericks to win this one uh, and cover that spread, and look for the Magic to kind of slip at, slip out of that eighth seed in the East over the next couple of weeks. Uh, the last two are uh, a couple of overs for you. Uh, the first one's uh, Boston and Minnesota. Uh, that over's at 229. It was at 225 like four hours ago, so it jumped like five points in a couple hours. That's a bunch. Um, but the last four totals in Timberwolves games have been 223, 263, 257, and 247. Uh, Minnesota happens to be one and three in those games. So I think Boston will probably win this game here, but they'll probably put up a bunch of points doing it. So I'll take that over. And then like we talked about earlier, uh, New Orleans and Portland, that over is high, 235 and a half. But and it, and I just hammer Pelicans over. That's a no research necessary type of pick. Um, I don't know. I don't think Dame is going to be playing. Um, but in the 11 games that Zion has played with the Pelicans, they're averaging 121 points per game. That is ridiculous. That's more than the Bucks are averaging this year. And they've been the best offensive team in, like, history. Um, and both those teams are fighting for the eighth seed. So uh, let's, let's, let's hammer that over and look for a bunch of points there. Um, so recap, that's Wizards minus four and a half. Mavericks minus three and a half. The Boston Minnesota over at two twenty nine, and the New Orleans Portland over at two thirty five and a half. Um, and I have a couple of just leans on Saturday. Um, uh, I have uh, the the Bucks are playing the Sixers. Take the Bucks spread, whatever it's going to happen to be. Uh, Philly can't win any games on the road. Uh, <laughs> ben Ben Simmons is out tonight, so I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna play on Saturday. Um, but I'm thinking that uh, that Vegas is going to give Philly a little more credit than they deserve. So it'll be a little smaller line for the Bucks to cover. So uh, hammer that. Um, I have a Dallas Atlanta over. So that'll be Dallas off a of back to back. But Atlanta is just the worst defensive team in the league. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if this over is close to like 240 because Dallas is the number one offense in the league. Um, so, uh, but the Hawks are still scoring 110 points a game. So I'll uh, so I'll take Luca and Trey to put on a show, and uh, uh, might as well hammer that too. Um, and then I also like the Rockets money line. That's just kind of uh, for the plus odds. Uh, Rockets will be on the road there. Um, Utah's been really really good. But I just uh, I think James Harden and Russ look good uh, the second half of the season. So I'll take the plus odds there and see uh, see how the small ball lineup attacks Rudy Gobert. Um, so there you go. Those are Frankie Overs for you. Weekend full of basketball. Got to love it. Now, live look into the pod. MSU trailing at the under Ooh. 12 against Nebraska. Johnny, what's 12? going on over there? And, uh, no, they're they're down at the under 12. Time. The, that's, Johnny, what's, spread, what's right? going on? Uh, I mean, the thing with Vegas, oh, Vegas, oh, oh, Vegas has a thing with MSU and basketball is overvaluing the spread. Um, I personally did – I don't usually bet against MSU, but Nebraska plus 12 was too much to pass up. Um, Nebraska's – I mean, they're not – as a 7-18 and 18 team, they're not that good. But, I mean, they're – they have one of the best home court advantages in the Big Ten. And I'm a firm believer that the crowd does play a factor in how teams play. So, I don't know. I mean, it, it wouldn't really surprise me if MSU lost. If they do, I'll drink myself to sleep. Um, you weren't going to do that anyway. <laughs> Listen, man, some <laughs> some, thing, some things are forced and some things are just done organically. So, <laughs> on that note, um, the first parlay, uh, I oh, I, oh, we're all at the edges of our seats now. Got to, I got to, I got to get my you... pen. Hold on. <laughs> Johnny, are you are you going to send this one to us, or are you just will, not? Oh, oh, the listeners don't know cat. this. The listeners don't know this. All the parlays you've given everyone else so far haven't hit, but you hit on a nice little one this afternoon that you didn't think to tell anyone about, didn't you? <laughs> that would be correct. Uh, usually, way to go, Dick. We need like a big horn for like any time like someone's a scumbag. <laughs> Scumbag move right there. Usually what I like to do, though, is if I'm not hitting my parlays, I usually I usually like to get myself going alone first because 
that's that's how that's how streaks begin. Is it starts with me and then I spread the wealth. But uh, yeah, Johnny, we know how you like uh, starting things yourself. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus Christ! For those of you at home, that was that was a masturbation joke. <laughs> Perfectly timed as well. We'll keep, Thank we'll, you. keep the, we'll keep the soccer talk this week short and sweet. Uh, the call that I have for Saturday morning is we're going to have Chelsea. Um, American Christian Pulisic is rumored that he might be coming back. If he comes back, I like Chelsea to mop the floor with Tottenham. Uh, we're going Sheffield United simply because their nickname is the Blades. And then uh, we got Manchester City as well. So a little three-teamer that I'm feeling pretty confident in, in uh, the soccer world. And then I got three college basketball games. First one's at noon, uh, probably the biggest game of the day. Uh, number three, Kansas at number one, Baylor. Uh, honestly, if I had to fill out a bracket right now, I would have both of these teams uh, making the trip to Atlanta for the Final Four. Uh, my thing with Baylor, though, is I'm not, they've although they're twenty four and one, twenty five and one, there's just something about them that turns me off about them, and I'm I, I don't really I'm not fully bought into them yet. So this one uh, in this game, I'm gonna be betting Kansas money line. Uh, there's some ridiculous stat that Kansas is one of the Big Twelve, like. 13 out of the last 14 years. Uh, they're currently a game back in the standings of Baylor after Baylor won at Kansas earlier in the season. So I like, uh, let's go. So I like big time three there from uh, Arns. I like, uh, I like Kansas in that one as a money line. Another money line bet that I like this, uh, this weekend is at four o'clock on ACC Network. Number eight, Florida State travels to uh, NC State. And NC State just had a huge, huge uh, home win last night against uh, number six, Duke, 88-66. Coach K, as usual, with a scumbag handshake. He's a scumbag person. Uh, NC State. He's a slimy rat. He's a slimy rat. I love um, when he, like, goes over to a kid on the other team that just whooped his ass and is just like, oh, you played great today. You were just – you're not good. You were great. Yeah, and he, like, I, I, and he, like whispers in his ear real weird. I imagine yep. his breath doesn't sound – doesn't smell that well. He's just a rat. He's a rat of a person. Uh, but anyway, NC State is currently trying to play themselves off the bubble. Um, obviously, that win against Duke has probably given them a cushion – uh, but if they can get this win against Florida State, then I'll say that they are firmly into the field of 68, barring an epic collapse. Um, I think NC State gets this done again. They have Markel Johnson, who I believe is actually – uh, if I remember correctly, I believe that he went to a high school in Cleveland. Um, yeah, he went to East Tech in Cleveland, uh, which I didn't really know about until I just Googled it. Uh so I like NC State to get another win to pull themselves off the bubble and firmly into the field. And then the last game that I like is number 14, Oregon, at number 24, Arizona. Oregon's currently making their Arizona trip in the Pac-12 schedule. They have Arizona State tonight, uh, but they have Arizona on Saturday. I I think Peyton Pritchard, aside from Cassius Winston, who's the point guard at MSU, is the best point guard in the country. Uh, Arizona has Nico Mannion, who's a projected lottery pick. Nobody's really talking about Arizona. Obviously, um, maybe an even bigger rat than Coach K, Sean Miller, uh, just dishing out 100K for DeAndre Ayton. Uh, he's an absolute – and I don't know how you can't – first off, that it still blows my mind that he has a job still. But that's a conversation for a different day. Um, Oregon, I guarantee you, will be plus money on the road. Um, I don't really know how or why, but it's definitely going to be a game that I'm going to hammer. So, uh, in conclusion, I have Oregon money line on the road at Arizona, NC State money line at home against Florida State, and Kansas money line and on the road at Baylor. Uh, you can make a parlay out of those three. I I'm not that confident that I'm going to parlay all of them, but uh, those are three individual bets that uh, I will be placing this weekend. 
And uh, you know, funny. after your comments about Coach K, uh, if he wants to come on the pod to discuss that, uh, we're definitely open to having him on to uh, defend himself from some of those comments uh, a couple of you have just made. So uh, come on out, Coach K. Yeah, why not, you slimy rat? <laughs> uh, fun, fun, funny enough, Johnny, I actually have two of the same games that, that you brought up. One, I'm going to stick to the same pick. The other, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. First one, you uh, you brought up Kansas at Baylor. I think this line, I was kind of looking back at some of the old uh, or recent Baylor games. I expect the, the spread to be Baylor minus two and a half to five and a half. I think it's going to be somewhere in there. But Kansas is rolling. They've won 11 in a row. And they're doing it in a couple different ways. In the last four games, they've won twice, scoring 60 or less and they've won twice scoring 85 or more, so they can win dirty, they can score. And one thing about Baylor is, and I've watched a lot of their games a lot closer recently, sometimes they just go through stretches where they can't score, and their defense is so good that they can keep a lead or manage a deficit. But against Kansas, I think it's going to be different this time around. You know, Devin Dotson uh, has been on fire for Kansas recently, had just nine points the last time that they played. That will be much different this time. I like Kansas plus the points. I'm assuming they're going to be an underdog, and I will sprinkle the money line as well, like Johnny mentioned. So I do like Kansas there. Second pick, this is my my right state. Take it to the bank over for the weekend. They play at Cleveland State. Might just fuck around and go to that game, cheer on right state. I don't care what it is. Did no research on this one. This is one of those. I love right state. I love the over. Just give it to me right now. And then my last pick you mentioned the Florida State-NC State game. I'm going to go the other way with that, but I think this is going to be a weird spread. I really do. I, I could see this anywhere from you know FSU minus 3.5 to NC State minus 3.5. I think there could be a lot of money on NC State coming off that big win against Duke, something that Florida State couldn't do earlier this year. So the one thing I'm worried about with, with NC State, and you mentioned they're kind of a bubble team right now, they're kind of inconsistent. They've only won back-to-back games against ACC teams twice this year. And the last home game they played before Duke, they lost to Louisville by 20. So what, what team is going to show up? Is it going to be the team that beat Duke by double digits? Or is it going to be the team that lost to Louisville by, by double digits? If it's close, I like FSU. They're 7-3 and three in games decided by five points or less this year. I think the better team will win. I think if Florida State is the favorite, I'll take their spread. If they're the underdog, I'll take their money line. So to recap, and by the way, I've been on a full transparency. I've been on a semi-retirement to begin this week. Lost way too much money recently. Have taken a couple days off. Live bullets coming this weekend. I only got to 4 o'clock on Saturday. I absolutely (laughs) love the board this weekend i'm gonna have some monster cards out there so give me kansas plus the points we'll probably sprinkle that money line a little bit give me the right state cleveland state over and then give me florida state against nc state florida state's the favorite give me their spread if they're the underdog give me the money line there so those are our picks for this weekend fade us if you want to you know we're about 500 so you got to pick and choose on these be careful what you're what you're fading and what you're what you're tailing if you're looking at us for picks. Except mine. Now the one, I'm undefeated. Yeah, except for Godfather. <laughs> he is undefeated. He's going to throw that in there every chance he gets until he, he finally loses a game. But, you know, we did the Daytona 500 last weekend. That was kind of our big sporting event. This weekend we have the Deontay Wilder uh, Tyson Fury rematch. First fight, very good fight. Get the rematch finally this weekend. Did any of you guys watch the first fight by chance? I can't say I did. Yeah. <laughs> no, sir. I, I think I'm the only one. Deontay Wilder won. <laughs> okay, I'm good, pretty good. sure. Didn't the one guy get like knocked all the way yeah. down and then stood yeah, up? Yeah, Tyson Fury got knocked to, to Mars and somehow got back up. Pretty sure I watched. He's like seven feet tall. He's too, massive. Isn't? Pretty sure I watched that fight blacked out in my bedroom on my phone. Um, but from what I can, <laughs> from what I can recall, <laughs> from what I can recall, I think Tyson Fury was winning the fight until he got not like Thanos snapped into the fifth dimension by Deontay Wilder. I think that caused some of the judges maybe to tweak their scorecards a little bit. It did end in a draw, and Wilder retained the belt since he was the champ. I think things are going to be a little bit different this time. 
Uh, Tyson Fury has come out. He's been very focused in this training camp leading up to the fight. He said he's quit his 20 to 30 Diet Cokes a day in preparation for the fight. Yes, that's <laughs> what a, a day. <laughs> I saw that, too. Does this, so man, I, hang, does this, does this man hang out with John 30. Daly? <laughs> yeah, this I, I would love to party with Tyson Fury. You know, the Gypsy King, I think he gets a big win here. I think he takes that belt from Deontay Wilder. So I will take Tyson Fury plus 105 in this fight. I do kind of like, even though I think it might go the distance, I do kind of like Fury by KO, TKO, or uh, DQ plus 450. So I'll probably sprinkle that as well. But those are my uh, my big event picks for this weekend. Honestly, I don't watch much boxing. Uh, however, I did Google both these guys, uh, Google image search, and I'm definitely taking Wilder just on the first picture I saw of each of these guys. Uh, because it looks like that man could absolutely just ruin the fucking rhinoceros. I mean, he's he just an un, unreal-looking human being. Yeah, he's a bad motherfucker, for sure. I don't watch much boxing either, um, but I, I saw Wilder, TKO, or KO is like even odds, so I'll probably take that. I'll probably actually watch this fight, because those dudes are just two massive beasts, so I would just so I just want to see those hands getting thrown around. Um That'd be cool to see a bunch of rounds here, but I think someone's getting knocked out, and I think it might be soon. Um, honestly, couldn't. But pretty much the same thing as The Godfather. Uh, did a quick Google search. Uh, seen a few ads on ESPN as well. Um, if I had to say right now what I'm probably going to bet is probably a wilder knockout. Uh, when that will happen, I'm not sure. Um, Tyson Fury looks like a redwood tree. So I imagine that dude can eat a few punches, but he can fall uh, pretty just, hard too. Then, yeah, just based on some some quick scopes at the uh, overall body composition, it seems like if it the fight carries on, I think Wilder's stamina is going to be the difference, and uh, I like Wilder by knockout. All right, so it looks like we're primarily Deontay Wilder here. I'll stand on my own with Tyson Fury. That's okay. We'll see. Like I said, Saturday night should be a great fight. Uh, I might be able to catch this. I'll be out in Cleveland, so there's a very good chance I could be uh, throwing up on the street again, like the last time I was with uh, with Frankie. So, so we'll hey, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Now, I wanted to do one thing before we finish up. You know, I, I'm the king of chasing. I love chasing when I, I'm down. Always got to try to get back to even. We're going to chase a little bit differently here, though. For, for us, chasing is, you know, is there anything that you wanted to, to add before we finished up for the show, for for this episode? Um, if there's well, one thing, it's um, hopefully by this time next week, uh, the entire Cleveland Indians pitching staff won't be hurt because at this rate, uh, they're going to be starting the rubber duck staff at opening day. Yeah, there's not yeah, going to be anyone to throw at the Astros spring training. Play them. Don't even get me started on the Indians. We could go for hours on that. But uh, that that about does it for this week's episode. You know, we appreciate all the support and the feedback we've been given after just one episode. It uh, does mean a lot. And we've gotten it from everywhere, even across the globe. Shout out to my boy Q over in Germany. I know he's got a booming barbershop business going right now. So uh, if you're like him and you're from across the globe, let us know you're listening. Tweet us pics. Um, if you need advice, go ahead. You can ask us. I don't know if I would trust us, but you can. Or if you just want to say, hey, this is what I'm doing this weekend, tail it if you want to, do that as well. Uh, we're always open to, to more engagement or anything like that. You're always welcome to come blow money with us. So with that being said, thanks again, and we will talk to you next week.